Ah, uh, thanks, man. I appreciate that. <laughs> I try to not sound like an idiot, man. That's it. That's that's the, <laughs> that's, that's what I always tell myself. Just don't be a fucking idiot. It's, it's, it's smooth R and B right there in that voice. It's that late night. Hey man, DJ I'm shit. trying to tell you. I'm trying to tell you. Yo, yo, send these to the local radio stations. Like, hey, oh, that'd be cool, man. Don't get me excited. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But uh, yeah, that'd be cool. All right, let me close that. Oh, we're gonna get started, man. I'm excited. Oh yeah. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to episode 165 of the Super Weapon Podcast, the most overpowered podcast on the internet. It's your boy DC. It's your boy Darius the Artist. And of course, we have our man Big Ant Gaming here today. Yes, sir. Hey, hey. Big Ant in the building. Hey, I, I appreciate y'all uh, having me on. This is an honor. It's a blessing. I really appreciate it. Yeah, man. This is something, you know, I told you like before we got started here, you know, it's something that we've been wanting to do for a long time, man. I'm glad we were able to finally have you on. Um, I think it's a no, it's no better time to have you on too, especially with all the things going on in destiny and stuff, man. We're going to talk a little bit about that later on, but you know, I really kind of wanted to introduce you to the audience as well, man. You know, I, I myself don't know your whole story, but you know, I would, you know, love to hear just kind of how you got started with like content creation and stuff. Like, you know, what kind of inspired you to jump into the industry? Um, so, so mine's is kind of like, it's, it's funny. So I've been playing video games since I was I was a kid. This is this is Nintendo. I'm talking about Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis. I sound yeah. like the uh, the Biggie rap. Um, <laughs> I've been playing this constantly. So yeah. when I when I got older, I'm sitting there when I was able to when streaming started to come up and and everything started to like become more popular with streaming. Um, I sat there. I was like, I'm playing these games for hours and hours, and I am never narrating myself through these games with the builds I'm making or if I'm doing a certain play in Madden or NBA 2K or Call of Duty with these shots, I'm talking to myself anyway right. when I'm gaming. So I'm sitting there like, I might as well get a camera, get a mic, and go live and show and show my friends. At first, it was just show my friends like what I'm doing in the game. And it just got to the point where, and I started on Mixer, and um, it just got to the point where it just kept going, kept going. So it went from being like, Oh, it's cool. I'll just go live to, you know, I, I like to be really motivated for my friends here, and I wanted to share that with everyone, and that was like the biggest thing. Um, so that's what leads me to now is I'm doing what I'm doing in real life, right. like off camera. I'm just doing it on camera for for more just for people to see and to affect one person a day. In a good way. Nice, nice, nice. All right, so I've been gallivanting around through your content, good sir. And what what really made me kind of connect with it is there's usually usually like even with your um social media presence, like on Twitter and stuff, um, the vibes are usually just very, very good. You like have like a really positive outlook on life you try to um you know you try to spread like just the joy and be kind of like upbeat and that's one thing that always you know that's what kind of really reels me in because i mean we are we're all out here we all are grown we have grown situations and stuff going on so when i choose to watch someone i want to relax like 
So, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I don't want to be like, you know me, I'll play games. And if I feel like a game is a chore, I will stop playing it immediately. So I came across your content. Um, Darius obviously uh, told me about uh, told me about you. So I was like, okay, cool. Like, and I, I trust this guy's anime opinion. So I'm like, <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure, you know, if he says this guy's legit, he's legit. So I've just been creeping through your content. And like I said, man, it's hard to catch everything when yeah. you're trying to support so many people. But I say that to say this, like, if you were to give your content a description or let's just say for the people who are listening now and they want to know what Big Ant is about, um, how would you describe like your content? What is like the motivation moving forward? What's the, the future plans? Stuff like that. If if you, you turn on my stream and or you see my my TikToks, my reels, um, social media, it's it's going to be having a good time we're not gonna get we're gonna get sweaty games are sweaty i'm really competitive this is built in me since i was a kid but i'm also gonna laugh i'm a joke i i i can appreciate when somebody like destroys me in the game matter of fact i'll, I'll <laughs> applaud you that's good that, you, that boy good he is and and i will appreciate <laughs> and i will appreciate that but you're gonna have a good time you're not gonna feel like you, you can't talk around me or you can't join me or anything like that. We're going to laugh. We're going to have a good time because video games for me is my de-stress. It's, mm-hmm. it's my, it's my getaway from my, my nine to five and, or life at times. Like when I put these headphones on, I can't hear shit behind me. I can't hear anything. So like my wife can be talking to me. Nope. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm in the zone on war zone and, and that's what I'm doing. I'm, and I'm having a good time. It's about laughing. It's about yeah. creating moments. Um, just a quick background. I worked for Disney for nine years, uh, almost 10 years. Oh, wow. And and the biggest thing for me working at Disney was creating magic for the family because Disney costs a lot of money. It's just straightforward. Yeah. And you mm-hmm. save up you, you save up your whole life to go to Disney. There's a lot of families that it took them it take them 10, 15, 20 years to have to come to Disney. So the biggest thing is you got to you put on a show for them so they won't forget it. I have a lot of families that will come back. A couple years later, and still remembering that remember me, and I don't fucking remember them, but I always know they'll tell me a moment. And it just makes me feel good because they they just they remember it, and that's how I am with streaming, and that's how it is. It's about creating good moments and good times that people will just like will remember. Like, hey, this guy here brought me good laughs. His gameplay is, is cool. I, I appreciate it. He gets competitive, but he also keeping a smile on his face and he's keeping a good positive energy because damn this world is so ugly and it's so negative out True. there and it's so easy to yeah. complain mm-hmm. and, it's, and it's, it takes a lot more energy to think about good stuff and talk about good things in life and um i'm just gonna be one of the people and i'm always i don't care i, I have some people say i'm too nice that's weird but okay that's fine um, I, <laughs> you know, a lot of people are like, well, I know you're not like this all every single day. We're human beings and nobody's perfect and nobody is going to be a hundred percent good, but you know what? I'm going to have more good days than I have rough days. Okay. And yeah, I, I, I definitely on the opposite end of that spectrum. And that's something that that's the reason why I like watching people like you because i'm trying to balance that 
that happiness out like um i go to therapy and stuff for it i'll be completely honest you know like i'll have some days where i just want to see the world burn and then like you know i'm working on it so like when i see guys like you and a few others in the community who are upbeat it's not like i look at you and be like damn why is he so happy what's wrong with him i no, look at yeah. it as you know i look at it as damn well what does he have going on in his life to where he could be at this level of happiness and how can i apply that to the way i'm living so i can be a little bit more happier you know what i'm saying like i don't look at it as a negative like you said people are like oh you're too nice like dude have you seen what's going on in the world we need more nice people like what the hell are you talking about but yeah that's just like you know little takeaways because outside of the games i i really people watch like i'm a people person like i try to see what's in people's head i want to know like of course we're going to talk about games but at the same time you know we try to throw a little bit of mental health stuff in there and see how you're doing like how you're doing as a person and then it'll cross over to the games and like you said games are your escape games are a lot of our escape especially since the pandemic since like because talking to my therapist the pandemic has caused a lot of depression because people been away from people so streaming has been a way for us all to kind of connect through the internet you know so people you're doing what you're doing whether you know it or not is like amazing like amazing because you're giving people uh escape your your help you you don't realize you and all the other streamers don't realize that some of you guys you are escapes for people when they come in your chat and you just say hey to them just to acknowledge someone presence sometimes could make them feel like hey i'm somebody like so i just wanted to harp on that a little bit man before we you know, jump to the games. We appreciate you. We appreciate what you do, man. We need to say it to more streamers because I, th- I really think that aspect of it kind of get lost. You know what I mean? Agree, man. You know, and that's just to kind of like piggyback on that too. That's, that's definitely one of the things I appreciate about you as well. And you just, cause a lot of times when people, you know, think about content, you know, they, they just think it's just, I'm just going to get on the stream games. But you know, the one thing that, I think you have a really good grasp on is what type of content creator you want to be and the type of impact you want to have on the industry. And I think you've seen that as that result come out in your content, you know, cause it seems like it resonates with people. Like I see people interacting with your, your reels, your TikToks, you know, the stuff you put on Twitter, the niche, you know, shout out to Nia justice, you know, it's, it's just, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's, it's so freaking cool. Like just to see, you know, because I, I know there are some people who watch this who you know may want to be a content creator and i think it's important to kind of highlight those things that you know yeah you you may not have everything figured out in the beginning or five or ten years later but it's good to know kind of like what type of person and content creator you want to be and just like dc said you know mental health and stuff that that, that is a very important like thing to think about you know when you're doing this it's you you want to and and then i can sound like a broken record you hear it a lot you want to stand out yeah. it, it took me damn years to get to the point where I'm doing a knee adjustice and um, you want to do something that's organic and the viewers will know if this shit is organic or not. They'll, they'll know off the rip. Um, you don't mm-hmm. want to, right. you don't want, you don't want to be a copycat Like you don't. Cause yes, just because it works for one person or two or three, it doesn't mean it's going to work for you because 
you're trying to be something that you're not. Right. And just because you see the success, everybody's success is has different levels. So just because this person over here, this one streamer is their success is to get, let's say a hundred plus views per stream, like live viewers, that might be their success. But mine's no, no, mine's can be, I want 20, I'll say like, let's say 20 quality people talking 10 or shit five, if they're engaging and that's my success, right. everybody has goals and you just got to work for what you want to do, not what somebody else is doing. Because that person that has thousands of people watching, that's a lot of fucking pressure on them. Because you're trying to make those people stay. You, you're all eyes, more eyes are on you, and you have to deliver. So starting out as a content creator, enjoy those times when you have one person, two people in there, or nobody. You could just talk to yourself, and you can get, you can gauge what you need to. And I think a lot of people want to jump from. Point one to point a hundred, yeah. and and get get the money and get all that stuff. But it, you got the the time and the grind to put in, and finding yourself is the is the biggest thing for me. What I'm saying for a content creator. Yeah, see, and and I, like I said, man, I, I really do love that perspective, and I don't think it's something that we talk about a lot. I feel like for as big as this industry has gotten over the last ten years, there's still is very little education when it comes to what, you know, how to kind of build your brand, you know, based around the things, you know, your, your particular strengths and, you know, what you're passionate about. And, you know, once again, it seems like you, you know, you, you have a very good grip on that and it definitely shows throughout your content and your, the hard work that you, once again, as you said, that you put in, cause you don't see a lot of, you know, a lot of people don't think about the behind the scenes stuff, just like DC said, the amount of work and stuff that goes into, Mm -hmm. making great content because in my opinion we're at the point in the industry where it's not just putting out as much as you can you have to have a certain level of quality in your production now because there's so many different people doing this there's so much access to tech you know just across the board consumer grade tech to make content now that looks good and you know it's like i said a lot of people just don't think about those things and you know i, I just think it's important to highlight that Yep. And also, like, one of the biggest questions I like to ask guests when we have them is when you're in a content creation and you do have a life, you're a grown man with a life, a wife, and everything in between. So, with that being said, how do Big Ant balance his life between streaming? the knee of justice, you know, <laughs> and um, home life, man. I see you got the art in the background, Mr. Basquiat over here. You know what I'm saying? It seems like, I was going to ask if that was a hobby. His head, no. <laughs> but yeah, like how, how do you do it, man? How do you keep that, that work and content creation balance? And how do you, how do you do this without losing your mind? Because we've had guests on before and I see people yeah, and they're pumping out content at like a crazy rate and i wanted to see like what was your method how do you go about it and one thing i will say is um shout out to all the spouses yeah. you know you have to have a very supportive spouse when you're dealing with a man who works a nine to five and he's doing content creation and everyone i know it seemed like it's a key component because everyone i know 
their wives are like in there, you know, they're supportive, like whether it's just, you know, with the time or they're be behind the scenes helping and stuff like that. So, um, yeah. How do, how do you balance it all, man? I, I, I cannot thank my wife, Jess enough, um, for holding it down. She doesn't, she, she barely plays video games. She's not tech savvy. Um, she doesn't do computer stuff. I'll, yeah. The whole setup that I'm at is that my wife set up. This is all her art, by the way. This, I don't oh, that's awesome. That's, that's her. <laughs> she makes rugs and paintings and stuff. But she she supports me like crazy. And um, she she knows that this is my passion and, and what I want to do. And the biggest thing for her, and she always says, is she wants to see me happy. And yeah. um, it, 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 does, it does mean a lot because there will be times I'll come home I'm like, all right, I got to go on stream for like three to four hours. And she's absolutely fine with it because we and we have a balance and I'm not always on the game. I'm going to spend time with her because I, I, I enjoy the hell out of spending time with my wife and going out because you also need to unplug from that as well. When it comes to content creating, mm -hmm. I know that it can be it can be include immersive. Like you want to do something, you want to drop the next uh, next next tweet. Or you want to make the next TikTok and everything, but she gives me the balance I need at home, yeah. and she gives me the support. The fact is, she's she's on every one of my streams. She's there. She if I need equipment, man, I'm I'm bougie as shit when it comes to te technological <laughs> stuff. Like I need like the the good stuff. So she'll support it as long as I'm paying the bills and and we're paying the bills and things are taken care of. She's like, yeah, absolutely. Get this what you need right here. Just make sure we take care of the stuff. She's a hundred percent supportive. And this goes to all the spouses, significant other, others out there. Like those are the real ones. Those mm -hmm. are the ones that get keep your content going and the content grinding going because they're going to support you and they're going to be there for you. So when you, when I have my, um my ups and downs, she's there. Hey, what can we do? What can I do to help? And mm -hmm. I I can't stress in how thankful I am to be to a point where she's she's supportive. Um, she understands I'm able to do content, but yeah, we do spend a lot of time. We do spend time. When I get off the game, when I get off the stream, I go straight to the living room or we go out, we walk our dog, uh, we go out and just, just live our life. But yeah, no, she she means everything. She's my rock. Yeah, and that's and see that seems to be like the story across the board, and I think that's amazing, and I believe it's definitely something that needs to be highlighted because yeah. that once again, there's another. I feel like there's a that's one of the things that's not highlighted enough in the community. Because I mean, think about it. Like like you said, if you didn't have her there, then maybe you wouldn't be the person you are right now. So it's very important that we highlight the ladies, all the ladies out there. You know, we want to show love and respect to all the ladies and all the spouses, the girlfriends and whatnot who hold it down for us when we're out here and in this content. And, yeah, yeah, oh. for sure. Like they, they do, they do great. And I, and I think that's another big success uh, component of your success, man. And it's, it's great to see that, you know, you have that because, it can be stressful trying to convince your significant other that this is something you're passionate about and they don't support it, you know, and it, it, it comes with that, that communication. It seems like you and her have that really great communication and you guys do spend the time together. Um, and that's awesome, man. And, you know, 
I'm glad that you you have that balance because once again, it does show in your content. And you know, you seem like you're very consistent with what you put out. You love what you do. Um, you know, and I I really kind of wanted to pick your brain on different platforms for a moment because you know we've we've seen a lot of the stuff, to the, a lot of the talk in the industry. You know, you you said you started on Mixer. I feel like I have a kindred spirit in you because I did myself. <laughs> I started on uh, <laughs> on Mixer as well. And our, you know, I just have to always say, anytime someone brings up Mixer, man, it just it gets me a little bit tight in the chest, man. RIP Mixer, that was a really special place. RIP, like people who weren't there don't get it, but it's such a great platform. But yeah, you you've seen over the years, like there's so many other streaming platforms like coming and going. You know, Kick being the latest thing that seems to want to challenge some of the space that Twitch is occupying right now. Uh, have you have you taken a look at Kick at all? You know, how do you kind of feel about like multi streaming, um, or do you kind of just stay on Twitch yourself? Like when it comes to live streaming. I mean, this is coming from a person that started on Mixer, went to Facebook, and um, then Twitch. Yeah. And then now I have dabbling into YouTube, as well as Twitch. Um, with Kick, I, and so here we go. I said I was gonna like. <laughs> Here's my thing with Kick. I people initially and still now, like there's the people that stay away from it. And I completely understand staying away from it. And um I know there's been some bad reps on it. There's people up there that people don't agree with. That's fine. That's that's on you. Um, but I also seen see the good in it. I, I just um I follow this guy named Amaze. Yes, this, man. This, Brother Amaze, yes sir. Yeah. The journey from Twitch and not getting his journey has been good over there too. Yeah, yeah, not getting the due diligence, not getting the 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 proper respect over here on Twitch goes over to goes over to Kick. Watching the the founders of Kick in his chat, they support what he does. He's That's passionate crazy. with music making and gaming. It wasn't even thirty days and got signed. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think they knew they dropped the ball on that too, because yeah. Kick picked him up quick, like. Yeah, that was pretty. They yeah. was on amaze, like quick. <laughs> they was like, "Yo, Twitch is dropping the ball with this guy." So yeah, and yeah. If, if you see the people that they signed, right? What they're doing is they're they're creating an identity of we're going to give platform to the people who maybe tried millions of times to try to get partnering on Twitch to try to get to that platform. We're going to sign these people that got overlooked. For things for for whatever mm -hmm. yeah. and we're gonna we're gonna give you a platform to to say hey this is what we want this is our identity this is what we have yes they're signing big names you have to do that in the startup business you got to sign these big names so people will will turn like okay you sign you know um i think it was like your age and um I, there's a lot of people that i follow you see xqc yeah they signed quite a few big Twitch streamers. I think I, I don't know if anyone's come from the YouTube side, but yeah, they they definitely pulled some whales off of the platform. Exactly, and they're they're showing that hey, we're we're in this, we're in this to compete because the fact is there's nobody really competing on that level with Twitch. Um, I would love YouTube to be like that because YouTube is such a easy is a easier discovery because who doesn't watch YouTube, right? Mm -hmm. Like, and that's the one I'm waiting for because. The fact is, if you can type in the search bar like Nia Justice, and then you'll see my live stream on Destiny. It's just a it's a built-in search engine. Right. And 
that is a untapped potential. But right now, Kick is taking advantage of people who are frustrated with the 50-50 split with money and that they're frustrated with a lot of stuff that's going on and they're going over to Kick. Um, no platform is perfect, right? Kick's, Kick got some problems, but at yeah. the end of the day, I don't un understand why people don't see that Twitch has problems too. Twitch has... <laughs> They've been dealing with this stuff. It's just been longer. And when people are like, oh, it's the racism and all that stuff. Yeah, Twitch has that shit too. At the end, at the end of the day, like they've been yeah. doing that for a like, while. Like we forgot about hate raids. Like that wasn't just a thing. Yeah. That, that shit was last year. Like no, I think it was this year. Like yeah, it was some more this year. It was some more. Just, I just to say, it just really continues. There's never really. <sighs> And see, that's a whole thing too, man. I'm and I'm glad you brought that up as well because you look. I, I think a lot of people just they're too afraid to experiment with their content on other platforms, especially when it comes to live streaming. And I agree with you there. I don't think there is a comparable experience to Twitch when you're talking about just straight up just live stream features, um, from top to bottom. Like it still is the best experience, but there are worthy, uh, there are worthwhile other platforms to go expand to. I mean, I'm sure you remember when Mixer shut down and there was this whole discussion for weeks on end on Twitter, Reddit, you know, just pretty much all over the place where everyone was thinking about going, you know, what they were going to do. And not a lot of streamers survived that transition. Not a lot of content creators are still streaming from that platform. And there were quite a few people whom I've spoken with uh, who I, you know, knew on the come up over there that aren't active much anymore. And then you look at someone like Miranda Pings, who, you know, she completely abandoned streaming for YouTube and she has found major success on YouTube. Like her, her YouTube content has been exploding over the last like a year through that consistent uploading over. Just like you mentioned, YouTube's discoverability is, inc is incredible. Her Red Dead is, I think her Red Dead playthrough is what really put her over the top too. Yeah, Miranda Pings. She used to stream on Mixer. Uh, oh no, it's Miranda. It's, Mar it's Miranda Lorian now. I think. Hang on. Let me let me double check that. She used mm, to be. She was on her first raid in Mixer. Yeah, and she was the first Twitch. person that raided me on Mixer and Twitch. Yeah, Miranda Lorian. Yeah, here it is. Yeah, she was pretty. She was pretty popular on Mixer as well too. She was a Mixer partner and. Um. Yeah, but like I said, it, it, it you just never know until you until you get out there and try something because, you know, just like Ant said, what works for one person won't necessarily work for someone else. You know what I mean? And, you know, you have to find your own success doing doing what makes you happy. So, you know, don't be afraid to experiment. You know, once again, I'm I'm thinking about it myself too. Like I'm I've been thinking about multi streaming over on kick. Um just this just to see what happens. I mean, you never know. You never know it's, what happens. It's if you're not tied down to a, a a contract per se or something that's going to pay you the big money, you, you go out there and you do what's best for for you. And you don't. And I think a lot of people are scared to do that because they'll see people who have passionate like tweets about certain topics, and then they stay away from it. Yeah. So when kick when kick started. There was a lot of passionate tweets mm -hmm. and comments about what's going on in Kick, so people stayed away from it. Um, and I, I respect that. Like I said, I respect whatever you want to do. But then there's people out there who want to go get the bag. They right. want to get the discoverability. Right now, like when I look on Kick and I look at Destiny's game, 
Mm-hmm. There was like only six people streaming Destiny on Kick. Holy cow! Are you kidding? And they were, and the people there got the viewers. Right. But you go over to Twitch, that directory is so saturated that you have to, you have to do more. And the the thing is with live streaming, you you do have to do more offline. That's the biggest thing is doing offline content. Yeah. It's um we're not in the pandemic era anymore where we can stream because everybody's home and watching mm-hmm. people people are out trying to make money live their lives that's true it's all short form content is the thing um i have a really good a friend of mine a, a group that i play with um we call ourselves ypp um and we are we do different type of content uh, i have uh, my buddy moose does um the marketing and the digital aspect and content creating and and my other friend um bacon does the short form for TikTok and Instagram. And what we do is we get together daily, if not every other day, about what's hitting, what's working. Because I got somebody on Instagram and TikTok, I'm on Twitch and YouTube, and then the other one does big companies. And we're seeing what works. And um, working offline is really important. And then, um, you know, testing out the waters or everything. So yeah, multi-stream, absolutely. If your computer can do it, and there's different ways to do it. Try it out. You have to, man. You, you, you're doing yourself a disservice. And, um, you know, you, you once again, you know, you're showing the importance of, like, having a team and teamwork. You know, that's something I was just actually talking to DC about just yesterday, uh, starting something like that. Um, and it's good to see because you, you have you have people that can pump out that, can, you know, you, you're hitting that one word, consistency. You know, you're pumping out content consistently. And you guys are seeing the results from that hard from you know from all that hard work so you know that that's awesome man shout out to your team as well but um i think i think we're gonna move into a little game talk man i think i think yeah. it's, a, it's a good time to to switch over you know there was a lot of uh a lot of destiny news that came out last week you know they had the showcase um you know i you know i just admit you know i haven't played destiny 2 in about two years um but you know i played it from beta you know me and dc put a lot of hours into destiny one and two man but i, I really kind of wanted to hear from your perspective as someone who has you you still play it as a main game you know we could say at this point um and you do you know once again shout out to the new justice I, but <laughs> you know what what is what about destiny as a franchise has really kept you coming back to the series because you know, there's there's been a lot of talk of people, you know, not being really happy with the game lately. Um, you know, I've seen that. Uh, what's his name? Joe Blackburn, I believe his name is. He came out with this, that response video to the community and everyone seemed to like that. But, you know, what what is it about the franchise right now that really keeps you coming back? Um, it's it's different than any game I play. Um, I played it since the alpha. Uh, it was a game that was the first gift that my now wife got me when we were dating. It was destiny on Xbox. Oh, wow. Um, History. The, That's awesome. <laughs> so it, it, it does mean a lot to me. Uh, when I, what attracted me to it, I came from call of duty. So okay. when this game came out and I start you doing like using the gunplay, I was like, Oh shit, this is like call of duty. But then you get these abilities and you get these, these powers that make you like, it, it just it's, it felt good to me. Yeah. I'm like, man, I could be a warlock and do this and this, or I could be a hunter. And I never played that type of genre of a game. Like, I wasn't big on looter shooters. I didn't really know about it. MMORPGs, I didn't know. I didn't. 
Uh, so the fact is, when I like completed a mission and I get a reward, I'm like, ooh, let me let me put this on. It just it just brought me in, and now like that game came out in 2014. Yeah. No, not 2014. Uh, it was. Or I think it was the tail end of 2013, maybe. Let's hold on. I'm gonna fact check Wait, it because I don't. Wait, Destiny two or Destiny one? Destiny one. Destiny one. Destiny. Yeah. Damn, it's been that. It's been a long time. Yeah. Let's see. Yeah. Destiny one release date was yeah. You're right. 2014, September 9th, 2014. So we're sitting here almost almost 10 years in the franchise, and yeah. I like doing my first raid, uh, Crota N that's coming back um this Friday. Um, and doing that experience and, and doing a, a six-person activity. I didn't play WoW. I didn't play games like that because I didn't really understand it. It was like, yeah. it wasn't the action I was looking for. So all this stuff, it just, I, I got so many, I built so many friendships that I still have today playing Destiny 1. And then Destiny 2 came over. That was a no-brainer. And yeah, I've taken, I've taken breaks. Yeah, I, I missed one full uh, like expansion. And it was like, like four or five months i didn't play destiny i didn't like it um but anytime i didn't like playing the game i went away from it i went to did something else instead of you know being upset about it you know um right so leading up to now what makes you keep coming back to it the the pvp is is absolutely different there's not a game out there that I can say that we can compare PvP and Destiny to. There's no comparison because Call of Duty doesn't do it. Um, you got other arena shooters like the Halo Infinite. That's that's still even though Halo was made by Bungie and Destiny. You know, what Destiny does when it comes to the gunplay, it it feels rewarding for PvP. Yeah, yeah I can say I will that. Say that. I, yeah, I agree with that hundred percent. I can't say that because when I was playing, the majority of the time I spent playing it was in PvP. Um, I had a Iron Banner addiction at one time. Yes. So the armor <laughs> always... Uh, lately, the armor's been a little blah, but I remember when they first started the Iron Banner, like the armor sets were so cool in armor uh, uh, Iron Banner. Yeah. I, I remember I literally stayed up maybe like three days like grinding uh <laughs> iron banner like i was in there because uh our our friend era he was like like yo you need to go to sleep dog like you've been <laughs> up like i could i wanted to get all the sets for all my characters and um like anything else you know we have fond mem memories of certain games this game in particular uh, it holds a special place in my heart because it really taught me how to you got to have like synergy when you're playing with your teammates. Um, yeah, because, man, I am so casual, right? Like playing with Darius, our other friend, uh, Dre, when we were doing raids and to learn the mechanics of it. You know, you just it's just not run, shoot, bullet sponge, get rid of something. You have to kind of learn like yeah. what it is you have to do. And I was frustrated. Like I've never done anything like that before, but like you said, once you complete it, I think this is what draws people to destiny because it is a rewarding game. Yeah. Like now they have like dungeons and stuff like that, that you play through. And when you complete these things, you feel like you've accomplished something. And that's one of the things I don't want destiny 
to lose moving forward because I think it's a big part of their identity. Like, you know, because they're yeah, there was talks of um, you know, because of raids, like people are feeling left out. They want something they want- uh, alternative to raids, and I'm like, no, like I like I'm a purist. Like, yo, leave raids alone. If you want the good gear, like, you know, find a team and and work for it. Like, now it just seems like, and I'm a casual saying this. <laughs> That's the crazy thing. So now we've seen it with uh, fighting games. Me and Darius talked about this. It seems like to get a bigger audience, they're making it easier. That, and I feel like I do man. not want Destiny. I understand they have to make money and stuff at the end of the day. So it is what it is. But I hope they kind of keep the things the way they are but maybe add different activities for people who maybe can't find a raid team don't want to raid i've had some of the worst experience with raids because i couldn't find a raid team like i'll come in the team they're like yo you got this 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 and this and i'm like uh and they like up out of here get them out of here so (laughs) i'm looking for group days were brutal man they were so brutal man and oh yeah and i think that's actually a good that's a good thing to bring up too man it's like what it, it you know it's talking about like accessibility in games in particular you know a game like destiny you know i feel like you need to have that aspirational content for your hardcore audience uh i you know and i'm, I'm curious what how do you feel about that and do you feel as though there should be bigger challenges in Destiny? because i know you you know you guys uh ran you guys ran the uh the day one raid at the last expansion correct yeah i, I watched a little bit of you and nail star uh, shout out to nail star as well man um but yeah i watched a little bit of you guys during the raid race so you seem to you know seem to kind of lean a little bit closer to wanting that more you know tough experience but you know how do you how do you kind of feel about that coming coming from that standpoint it it it, it takes a a unique person to do a day one raid and do a one encounter for like 10 hours like that's beyond hitting your bang your head on the wall and yeah. it's the camaraderie uh that you have and day one raids raids in general is not for everybody now i'm, I'm gonna play i'm gonna play devil's advocate i'm gonna play both sides of the field okay now you're talking about the easier content destiny's been almost 10 years to and we have seen games come and go and come and go again right. during that time that destiny is there you, you know you remember games like anthem and oh, you know, oh Anthem makes me so I, sad I, you think about it so <laughs> to keep the longevity you look at like a game like fortnite is what did they do what did fortnite do to keep people one they keep it free two they the customizable the, the shops where you can get the skins and the dances and everything the uh-huh. game itself has if you are not like the skill level they'll put you in a map with bots mixed with people right that's true to get your experience up and then once you get the experience up we'll put you in there and then they do events like concert events like i did like one of my friends brought me back into fortnite like a month ago uh shout out to ariska and um she took me to a concert event kid you not it was Lacroix doing a concert event and we were running through uh ventures of that and i'm like oh this is great for kids this is great for people with pop culture and stuff like that so what destiny's doing on that side is yes it's microtransactions galore but it's the skins it's the emotes 
it's the the cool looking armor sets and everything. They they're trying to to appease to the ninety percent of people who just get on Destiny for a few hours at a time. Yes, for me, the other ten percent. Yeah, we play ten hours a day if we can on our days off, and we we grind late at night to get the certain gear, the stat rolls, to minimize your stats and everything. Um, they're trying to do a balance of that. That's why the end game activity yeah. is meant is meant for the hardcore players, and and I'm absolutely fine to keep the end game activity meant for it. So the hard strikes, the grandmaster nightfalls, the day one raids, the yeah. challenge mode mm-hmm. of the raids, right? Um, for PvP. Um, it's going to be competitive, the competitive mode, and then Trials of Osiris, which is a weekend activity. Um, if if you don't have a, a, a glass of Gatorade and a napkin to sweat your face over after every game, then you're oh, not doing trials. it. Trials, oh my god! Yeah. And <laughs> I love all the trials gear. That's what be yeah. killing me. I be wanting it all. And, and and they and I'm okay with locking that behind the best content. Right. So like. There's some raid weapons that if I wanted, and I'm not really a PVE person. I can, I can keep it clear. I, I play PVE maybe 5% of my Destiny experience, but I it's for when I need a certain weapon for PVP or right. there's a weapon that's behind a raid that I will contact now, Nelstar. I will contact a group and like, yo, let's do a raid um, so I can get the stuff. And it's a, it's a good experience. Yeah. They're trying to do that balance. Right, so the matchmaking you're talking about a final raid. Uh, this coming season, they're having a new fire team chat where you can they'll match your skill up on inside of Destiny. You don't have to do a third party company, and you can they'll find you a group to do these activities with. See, that's pretty um, cool, man, and I I feel like that's such a long time coming. That yeah, I was gonna say you, you man, needed finally. you needed some sort of in game uh matchmaking i think you know i played i played quite a bit of final fantasy 14 uh last early last year and that's one thing that i really liked about that mmo was that they had the the like the team finder for like all the dungeons and stuff like even as someone who's like just starting out and it matches you with like a good group of people man um and shout out to uh to moves in chat you know they say let's not forget about artist collaborations from epic as a brand they're practically one of the first companies to associate the game industry uh, to a more lifestyle, to a more pop lifestyle approach. Yeah, you're right. I mean, Epic Epic definitely has been kind of ahead of the the curve when it comes to uh, what's not lifestyle content, I'm, <laughs> not uh, live live content, live content for games and stuff. And you look at what Fortnite has continued to do over the years. Like, yeah, it might not hit those peaks it it was at ever again, but it's definitely his left its mark in the industry to where pretty much everyone knows what Fortnite is. You know, mm-hmm. you have people who are not even endemic to the industry who know what Fortnite is, you know, that might play Fortnite, you know, on their phone it, or they you know. um they did a numbers when they brought out the no build mode in yeah. Fortnite, the influx of people who came back, it, it was a crazy percentage people start Me. playing Fortnite again. Yeah, I pre-downloaded because I don't feel like building like 
a yeah. damn tassel in front of me to protect me. Like there's so many. And I say, when I say crackheads, I say crackheads in a good way. There's so many damn crackheads in that game. You'll start shooting them. Oh, I got the beat on them. They and build a whole cul-de-sac. A, a fucking fortress around them with a little mold with water on it before I even got my next shot up there because they are, they're literal crackheads. And, they, and the stuff they do, I, I watched a streamer and he had his camera on his key, mouse and keyboard. I swear to God, I got mad. Yeah. I deleted it. Oh, yeah. I, I got, the I got rid of per it. minute is ridiculous in that game. Man. Dude, oh my. And I've, I've seen something similar to what he's talking about. Like, they'll have their camera on their keyboard, and it's like, you didn't build the whole cul-de-sac. You didn't freaking build a project building. I'm like, within five seconds, and I'm like, I was like, I'm never playing this shit. I'm yeah. never playing it. And then when they introduced no build, um, my nephew hit me up. He's like, yeah, yeah, um, we need to run um watch yeah. jig. And um the first time I came back, actually I came back for the Travis Scott event, which was crazy. I still think that was one of the best events I've seen in a video game. Like that was crazy. Then they did the no built thing and I came back and I was like, All right, this is kind of fun. I was like, No, oh, this is kind of fun. It's <laughs> yeah. just it's something different at the time because what the hell were we playing? Call of Duty something. I was burnt out. We were Apex. playing Warzone or Apex. It was one of them. No, it was Apex. So I was burnt out. I got tired of sweating in Apex, which is just a sweaty mess. And I was like, yo, I just want to relax, play something. And we got like, we got like eight wins in a row. Like it was something ridiculous. And then they threw us in the, the pits of hell after that. Like, boy, we was playing with, we, man, we was playing with some hardcore ass people. And I was like, all right, Fortnite, I see what you're doing here. So, like you said, with that little switch has gained them so much. It gave that game, like, it's like rebirth. Like, yeah. so many people play that game now, and they keep adding. Um, they feed the streets, like, anime characters. You got every <laughs> damn anime in there. You got uh, yeah, pop stars. Yeah. You got rappers. You got... Whatever you name, like my uh, my character, um, I'm forever going to be the Master Chief. So I got my Halo Master Chief. <laughs> they have everything. They got um it's, it's Game insane, of Thrones. Yeah. Whatever you name is the skin is in that game. My Hero Academia, what? plenty of anime. Yeah. And what's crazy is like I would take like I don't play Fortnite. Like I might play it once a week or once every two weeks. My my friend Ariska. When she wants me to play, she'll send me a message. Like, she'll send me a picture of what's in the shop. She knows that wrestling would get me. Oh. And, and she knows that certain <laughs> Marvel comics. So the last time she sent me the thing, she's like, you should check Fortnite. I was like, yo, what's going on? And um, she sent me a gift. The gift was Venom. Venom is my favorite superhero character. And the fact is, I was able to play with Venom. I was like... Well, shit, let me get on this Venom, game. Venom's and, uh, inclusion was really cool, though. I liked his. And I, and I was like, yo, this is this is wild. And that's how they get people to keep coming back. Like, I got a couple wrestlers. John Cena's in the game. And they added a few other people. And it's the pop culture thing. And then you talk about the Travis Scott event. I remember about the first event was Marshmallow. And, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And true. I was like. Everybody, it was the fact that they everybody got into the world and people were seeing this concert. We didn't know what they was were going doing on. Their little dances, their little Fortnite dances, we like people little... was acting like it was a real party. <laughs> they were going yeah. crazy, man. Yeah, I don't know that used... that would be cool to see. You know, Destiny do something like that, and I and I guess that's like a good question for you as well, man. You know, because here we are. You know, ten year journey for Destiny. The, the end of the light and darkness saga is coming allegedly 
you know, with Lightfall and, you know, they, they're going to be talking about what's next for the series after that. Um, you know, with, with where destiny is, man, what is something you would like to see, you know, cause do you, do you, you know, a, do you think we're going to get a destiny three, a new, a new game and brand new game where they're going to drop the two? Like what, what's something that you would like to see for the future of the franchise as someone who's been invested, you know, for as long as you have. I want the end of this uh, light and dark saga to be, to feel like um, the first set of Avengers. Um, oh, okay. I, I want it to be, and I feel like they're building up to it because we have our Thanos. We, yes. we, yes. the witness, we have. Is that the guy with the smoke in his Yeah, head? the witness. Yeah, the, he's creepy, yeah. man. Big oh, ass he's creepy friend. as shit. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> you, you, do, you have our Thanos. We where we you're, we're calling and we bring back Cage Six, and then you know he he got shot up a couple seasons ago, so we're bringing mm-hmm. him back, and it looks like we're building for this Avenger type of moment, and it's gonna be a two part thing, two part saga with it kind of like with the Avengers, and then after that they did talk about Destiny Three. It's it's gonna be <laughs> it's gonna be episodes instead of seasonal content. Correct. They're, they're making yeah. it episodes when. So, I so could you it. could you explain the difference between what that is? Like I, I think I misunderstood. Yeah, could you could you explain the difference if you don't mind between seasons? And I'm really curious about it. So, the seasonal format that um, Destiny took up, kind of like there's a few other games, and you know you get a battle pass, you right. get X amount of levels, and they give you content to do week by week. So what they essentially what they were doing in Destiny, they were stretching out the story, the the side stories and whatnot, um, leading up to the, like, the big DLCs that you always have twice a year, February and then at the end of the year. So there's seasons in between, seasons have different content, and it's, like, pretty much, it's, like, different episodes. So, like, this season, we're going back into the hive, and Aaron's Morn got some stuff to do. Um, the season before, yeah. we were deep diving, and so it's these these missions, it's these these stories that build the characters of right. these other players to get ready to deal with the final boss. So that's the season one. But now after we defeat after we take care of business in um the light and dark saga, we're gonna go to episodes. And episodes gonna have bigger and more content. It's kinda like, you know, after you don't watch an Avengers, what was the next set of movies? It was Spider Man. And then you have Thor. Oh, so that's how they're doing these episodes, kind of like the way Marvel is doing their streamline when it comes to their content. And episodes are going to have more stuff in there. It's all going to be free. Um, you know, you you pay for a set of episodes, and you're going to have this content, this beefy content that people are looking for with the sandbox changes and weapons and gear and loot. They Bungie hears that we wasn't happy with the seasonal art like the seasonal seasonal line of stuff yeah because you're talking about a season now lasts three and a half months mm-hmm. and people burn through that in what a week in a week, <laughs> Two weeks, yeah people, I, I think buddy understands when you drop a season and then you drop a raid seven days after the season drops what do you think the people who are getting ready for the raid to do? They're going to burn through all this, the content because you have to get the good gear. You have to, to go, get the mm-hmm. weapons to go into the raid because the raid is going to be <laughs> 20 powers 
over what you are. So you're going to be hitting for 45 percent less damage like 35 45 percent less damage you're not you're not going to be doing so you got to get builds you got to get the right artifact stuff so how to get the artifacts you got to level up to level up you got to go through all the seasonal content you got to do this loop so you burn through all the stuff in like seven days because you got to get ready for the raid because the raid is going to be a contest mode where everybody's watching and so you want to have the biggest competition yeah and then after that you're like Okay, well we did the raid. So now we just now we're just gonna be chilling. But you have two and a half months of a season. We now we don't get another one till like the end of the year. So it's just like we need more content, yeah. right? Um for the, the hardcore people. Now people who are just playing it for you know casual, yeah, yeah, you got a lot of content. You're good. You can go in there, do that week's mission. And do a few things, and that's going to get you a few hours of gameplay. You're good. It's just the people who are making content, who really is passionate about the game, might need a little bit more. That's okay, good. I, that, that's good. They're doing that. I and I and I and I love that you explained it the way you did. You have the DLCs are your big ensemble hero movies, and then you know all the other stuff in between. All the stuff is Disney's that. Plus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're looking at Loki and She-Hulk too and stuff on Disney Plus, but um yeah, that's awesome, man. I mean I I you 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 hit that word, you know, you hit the nail on the head talking about burnout, and I think that's something that definitely was my reasoning for cuz I felt like I couldn't keep up with and there were so many other games that I wanted to play at the time and you know, I think it just came down to me feeling like Destiny became just this list of objectives I needed to do, but it wasn't a variety of content. It wasn't very really whatsoever. And, you know, things just got super repetitive. And I think, you know, every time I watch one of the, I watch all the destiny showcases, I keep up with the story and the lore and stuff. I still watch people stream the game, you know, and every time I think about coming back, I just, that was the first thing I, I think. So like, would you recommend someone wait until after Lightfall comes out to see what that's, that structure is going to look like? Or, you know, when when would you say is a good time for somebody to jump back into Destiny who hasn't played in a while or is looking to play it for the first time? Like, is now a good time for that while there's really not a whole lot going on? Or, you know, is it better to wait for those big DLC drops? Um, If, if you haven't played Destiny, uh, you're thinking about getting back in now, I, I would I would start jumping back in because they are they have made significant changes to the weapon sandbox. So and that's both PvE and PvP. Um we're leading up to we have a new raid. Anytime there's a new raid, yeah. I always suggest to jump back in, even if it's a reprise raid. So this raid is from Destiny One and they're bringing it back here for Destiny Two. A good time to jump in, but I would not invest hours upon hours to right. it. like come back but come back like you know half speed because you're you're not getting the crazy big content until uh the final shape in february right so come back in but come back in easy come in casually right? yeah just, just come in casual until final shape and then you know when final shape comes out yeah like that every other game is getting put aside because the one thing I always love for Bungie, they do their DLCs. Yeah. DLCs usually hit pretty hard for a lot of people. I agree. So, and, and with this one being like the end, 
end all be all for light and darkness i mean are you nervous at all like do you you know do you think it's because it's of course it's going to be that conversation about the story and everything but you know with this being the big one how are you kind of feeling about it you know you're nervous you're excited I'm, I'm excited because they said that the final final boss is not going to be in story the final Ooh. boss is going to be inside of the raid that's going to be and interesting. The, and that's different than before where we will beat the final boss at the end of the story mission that they gave you mm-hmm. i know how the raid yeah then you go to the raid and like you you'll you'll beat a boss but yeah i, I know this is going to get people that that don't like to raid but that's why they're doing everything they can to do matchmaking now yeah and so you can find people but they said like the boss is going to be the witness from what i'm like well what they're getting me is going to be that you have to go fight him in the raid and i always wanted that if this is going to be the end game content we should fight the end game boss. We should fight yeah. the person that Agreed. has been tormenting us for all this time. And maybe in the in um in the story, we're beating the person, the right hand person of him before we go into the rain. And um that makes it very exciting. If you've been following Destiny, you've been following this light and darkness. And this is why we have light and dark subclasses. Right. Um and this is the end of this story for destiny it's not the end of destiny but this is the end of destiny that we know of when it comes to the light and light and dark and there's going to be curiosity after we defeat it what's going to happen you know destiny three <laughs> um, and <laughs> and I, if it's destiny three that's cool i the only thing i'll say is if you're bringing destiny three Please bring that on a new engine. Yes. True. Oh man, you yeah. I I didn't even consider that. That's a very good point. Yeah. And and I'm I'm not a not a game dev, but if you're gonna bring a new game, every time when I see a new game, it it look it looks different. Yeah. Right. Um, I'm not saying I don't know how, like it, it's probably hard as shit to do it on a different engine, but if you do bring a number three and you put that in your title. That means that you're getting rid of everything from Destiny 2. As a company, Bungie, do you really want to do that? Or do you want to just do these massive updates? Because once you say Destiny 3, that means that everything that you learn and you earn in Destiny 2 is not going to travel over. Just like in Destiny 1 to Destiny 2, none of my stuff that I had was brought over to me. So... That's the thing that I know that they've been thinking about it way before we've been talking about it. So it's kind of be interesting. That yeah, okay. that's that's very interesting, man. That's I got one for you guys. <laughs> All right, let's talk about weapons. One thing that I love about Destiny, and I've been saying this since the beginning of time, is Destiny. When it comes to weapons, um, I only thing I think they dropped the ball on. Like I love the weapon designs love the weapon designs i love the uh the armor i love the different armor sets i think like when the time that it came out i mean i think it still holds it down 10 years later to this day i think they have some of the most um creative designs when it comes to stuff like that 
Yeah. Now, granted, me personally, I think they dropped the ball a little bit on the uh, enemy designs. Um, I don't too much. There, no one hates the Cabal more than me. Okay, <laughs> I think they are the biggest, dumbest, ugliest, stupidest creatures to ever roam the video game sphere. Okay, got, that's just me. I hate them. I hate their design. They just look goofy. But anyway. I want to. I have a question for Big Ant and uh, Darius. You could chime in too. When it comes to Destiny weapons, what is your favorite weapon? Like what holds near and dear to your heart? And I will start it off because I am the self-proclaimed Gallahorn Daddy. Oh my! God. Riding in my caddy, blowing shit up. I've, and I'll tell you, I've never seen get more Gallahorns drop for one person than this man right here. <laughs> Like I wish I was joking and I wish I had the proof, but this guy would just it just rain on them every time, man. Back when they were hard to every get. Every time we raid, <laughs> I think I get. got like four Gallahorns and everybody is they was like because yeah. they was like, okay, everybody be like, Yeah, I got this, I got that. And they'd be like, I'd be over there quiet. They'd be like, <laughs> DC. Enough to fill out get? a fire team, man. That's crazy, right? That's crazy. And, uh, I didn't know what it was at the time. I was like, oh shit, man, I got this Gallahorn again. <laughs> hey, hey Darius no lie this man all you heard was bloop bloop Darius left the Xbox yeah, chat I didn't, talk to him. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get a Galahorn close to the, the end you never got one, one did you close to the end of Destiny 1 I did when it did I, I never had I never had one drop for me but yeah yeah and what's your you have a favorite weapon exotic yeah. you know what what you what you love man um shit I have moments so Destiny 1 my first like oh shit i lost my mind moment is when i got a gallahorn nice. um and i got it in the crota raid um Ooh. with the sisters that was like it was, so i got it there yeah no no i got it at crota and then i got the black hammer sniper rifle at the sisters and that was like the one weapon that like was like crazy for dps um my favorite weapon damn it's gonna be vex mythoclass um mm, it's going to be it carried over so destiny it, one when i got it that's all i use in pvb um mm. i thought it was oh cool. you were one of them yeah i died by the hands that was of awesome that when that thing first yeah time. they had to emergency uh fix that gun oh i be, remember that before i could do my knee adjustments, i was i was melting them with vex so um that there so gallahorn has a place in my heart in vex so when destiny 2 came and Gallahorn wasn't there and Vex didn't come out until a little bit later until they brought back the vaulted glass. Yeah, I, I was holding on for, for dear life. I yeah. was like trying to use everything I can. And then Vault of Glass came out and I streamed it and I got the Vex on my first try. Nice. I, I I lost my shit again and it felt good. It took me through a lot of PvP. And then it was last December. Now two Decembers ago was the 30th anniversary of Bungie. Yeah. And they announced the Gallahorn. And I watched it live, they announced it, and I went crazy because it's a Gallahorn. That's awesome. It's, it's, you know, whoop pack rounds and all that. So those are the two that that's always going to be a place in my heart regardless. I love that, yeah. man. And and I love that you mentioned um, the Black Hammer. Gallahorn bros. Let's go. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> Uh, real quick for me, man, I think Destiny 1 
it's between two weapons for me. It's the Icebreaker, which will never see the light of day again. Uh, that was one of the first exotics <laughs> yeah. I ever got. I had it at the height of its power. It was a busted gun um, that should have never been made, but I love it to death. Uh, and I think the other one for me will probably be Red Death. That was that was probably mm. one of my favorite assault rifles in the game, and it's one I used a lot when I was playing Warlock back in the day. day. They're bringing it back. Um, they are, man. And I saw, see, they trying to get me. They, they mm-hmm. trying, Destiny yep. trying to get me. They 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 were hitting the nostalgia feels real hard um, during that showcase. But um, and I think the other one for me, maybe in Destiny Two, will probably be uh, Sunshot. I think that gun is always fun to use, no matter what. I think it's really just like from a design standpoint, it's really cool and the sound effects and everything. I, I've always just loved that gun. Uh, might not be like the best, but you know, I, I really do enjoy it. Um, yeah yeah man and a lot of people like it it doesn't need to be the best gun to be your favorite gun once right. again that is the damn problem with this destiny community that it has to be if it's not meta it's it's shit yeah. and mm-hmm. people will shit on you for having it um so i became the the anti person is i want to use everything that people can't stand i want to use it <laughs> I want to, yeah, I want to be that, that guy. I, love I that. <laughs> as as nice as I I am, and I'm I'm and I love like I love people. I, I love to troll when I can in a positive way. So when somebody's like, "Oh, this gun is ass," you're gonna see me use it quite a bit. I'm gonna make content <laughs> off of it. Um, like that's kind of how my Nia Justice came about. Like if if we look at it, sorry, I'm going. Um, no, no, no. We, we. Uh, I was. It was. It was. That the was the Nia next Justice, question. Yeah. The Nia Justice uh, origin please, story. Please give us the origins, man. I would love to hear that. Two. Uh, let's say three months ago. So before then, I was a hunter main. Um, I did the raid for hunters and stuff. It was the Ruta Nightmare, and we we had our team. And Nelstar was like. We were breaking down like we had this game plan for like two weeks. We were coming in every day doing raids and we were talking yeah. about DPS strats and everything. So we were breaking down characters. We had two hunters already that that's all they played. And yeah. we had two warlocks that were absolutely nasty. We needed Titan. Titans are tanky. They are able to give you the support that you're looking for. So they needed it. I've never played Titan before. I like not like that. So Nell was like, Anthony, can you go on Titan? I was like, fuck it, I'll do it. So I start practicing and learning Titan. Um, and I'm like in PvP and PvE. And there was this one one exotic called Peregrine Greaves. It's never used. It's meant for one thing. It's, it's a one-shot kill in PvP. If you jump in the air after you sprint, you jump in the air and you need somebody. It's a one-shot kill. <laughs> that is um, insane. When, when uh. I, it's, it's not really good in PvE, but I have seen people use it. Yeah. Um, save the blade. Shout out to him because he did a big. He did a build of Peregrine Graze. Um, and when PVP, if you one shot kill somebody, that's like the most annoying shit in the world because you be in a gunfight or you could be feeling good and you see this crackhead person, me come in there and I need you, and then I don't even stay. What piss people off? I run away. So when I hit you, I'll sit there for like a second. To let it marinate, and then you just see see my ass just start running away because <laughs> I made a build that I keep on getting these needs really frequently, like awesome. ten seconds, ten to fifteen seconds at a time. I'm proud of it. So I was like, all right, 
<laughs> I feel cheap doing it this way. And then I remember my first trials experience with Peregrine Grease. I said, you know what? I don't care about going to the lighthouse. I went there one time before. Uh, I'm just going to have a good time. Man, it was like 90 minutes before the reset and trials is going to go away. I was like, let me just get some games in. I'm trying to get the rank up, get some armor. I went 7-0 and in 30 minutes. Wow. And all, all, and all I did was just knee people. Straight, straight <laughs> to the lighthouse off of that yeah. knee of justice. Need all the way to the li lighthouse. And I sat there, and um, and, and this was funny because I don't like to like talk about like when people stream in my lighthouse experience. I was watching somebody stream, and I think um, and they we all had mutual friends. Right. I went to the lighthouse in thirty minutes, and that person was still streaming, trying to go to the lighthouse. And then somebody in chat like, yo, Ant just went to the lighthouse and he just started. And I was like, oh shit. Because uh... <laughs> I saw I saw that person's face, but the person in chat just blurted it out. I was like, man, I just need people. And I realized that <laughs> that was like my content. Cause my last kill to get to the lighthouse was a 1v1 situation. And if I lost, I was going to like get like my that card. In, that was in your card, yeah. So I said, fuck it. So I just ran. <laughs> I ran in like a circle. The dude had a good snipe on me, but he missed. And that was his problem. And I jumped oh. in, I need him, and I just sat there and marinated while I said I'm going to the lighthouse. And I was Final like, oh, no knee for the win. And, and, <laughs> and I was the like, your justice was born. Yeah. So going forward now, when I play PvP, that's the only thing I use. Bungie sent an email out from last season, like your most used stuff. Yeah. 95% I was Titan. My number one exotic was Peregrine Grease, and it yeah. wasn't even close. I think it was like 97% of that was Jews. Because yeah. now I do like I like to do trick stuff with the knee of justice. I like to make sure I can shut down a super with just a flying knee. Cause that's pissed that pissed people off. Cause you oh, work hard. No. <laughs> you work hard to get your super. Yeah, you you're work you're hard. essentially Captain Falcon now at this point, man. I, I think I think that's definitely your motif, and <laughs> I, I love seeing that, man. Like I didn't I didn't know like you know before I guess you and a couple other people who focus on builds and stuff in Destiny that you could do this kind of stuff, and it seems like they've given you the freedom to kind of play how you want to play, and that's that's pretty freaking cool, man. <laughs> like shout out to the knee of justice. Man. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's so much fun to like need somebody because the no the noise it makes and yeah. like I just I laugh because video games is gonna be fun for me, um so I do laugh I I have a good time I've gotten hate mail from it and I enjoy that because when I respond it piss people off um because yeah, I'll just say like I like good game um, enjoy your knee. <laughs> and you know what? That's Props awkward. to you, man, because um, I was a Titan main, and yeah. I know the Nia Justice all too well. And it's not—I I could see with that build how you was just running amok, but that's so funny. It's not—it's not easy. It's not an easy thing to do in like a continuous, you know, spree. And the fact that you can do that is like. A testament to your skill as a player because he talk about it like it's an easy thing to do i've played a titan and i to get close to someone to pull that off you know it's yeah, not man, a, uh, yeah. yeah it's not an easy feat man so uh shout out to you man that's funny like that's what the kind of stuff i love to see when i tune yeah. into people content just being original creating original funny stuff like that man that's awesome yeah and 
it's it, it is tough and you know because you're going full speed so they can see you and to counter the knee like you could shotgun i've i've been shotgun plenty of times <laughs> because if i don't time it correctly and then i look like a fool i've yeah. I've, I've i've learned i've missed my knee so many damn times and i got emotional <laughs> um, so it got to the point where like I'm involved. I'm like involving my my knee adjustments. I am now, when I use it, people know that I have it on. So now, when I rush you, sometimes I'll just stop and I'll snipe you, and I'll catch them Ooh, off guard nice. because now they're, they're like they're backing up. They don't know what happens, or I'll implement my gunplay, which I am proud of because I I practice and work hard on my gunplay. I implement that, and then now I'm gonna catch you off guard with a knee because you're thinking that I'm coming with a snipe. Or I'm doing this with a hand cannon. So there's a there's a philosophy behind it, but I keep on evolving the knee adjustments because I mean shit, that's Oh my god, it's growing the knee adjustments. It's gonna be the ultra knee as soon. It's gonna evolve, man. That's gonna be like the tiger knee. That was one of my favorite noises, like tiger knee. Like right. That's awesome, man. All right, man. I I know we're running a little bit short on time here. Um I know you got to head out in a little bit. I don't want to keep you too long, man. But uh, before we get out of here, DC, is there anything else, man, um, that you wanted to kind of touch on with? And I mean, I I always um, feel like we run out of time with our guests, you know. But no, I, I mean, this is a good place to end. But I would definitely love to have Ant back. I feel like Absolutely. there's more to talk about, and you know, this was just like amazing. You know, I I love. You know, I, I love guests. I love having people on geeking out, talking about games and whatnot. So I guess we can end it here, man. Yeah. Yeah. We're definitely going to have you back on. And like, I, I feel like we just barely scratched the surface with you, man. And, you know, I, I do want to thank you for your time today. Uh, thank you for, you know, being here, man. I know you weren't feeling well, but, you know, I'm glad you're feeling better and you're up and around, man. And, you know, we appreciate you definitely coming on. It definitely won't be the last time. I sincerely, I appreciate it. Yeah, I, I do like to talk. I have some stuff to get off my chest because I see a lot of ugly. Um, the one thing I just want to say to everybody watching and listening is um, do what you love and don't let nobody take that shit away from you. Do, mm -hmm. do what you have that you're passionate about. And you're going to have bumps in the road, and that's called life. But at the end of the day, if you love something so much, that brings you joy, that's where the true t content is going to come out. And that's where the, the stuff is going to come up for you. So just keep on keep on fighting and keep on working hard. That's all we're doing. We're grinding out here. But don't let nobody take that shit away from you. You keep doing it. Period. Love it. Love it. Any love any it, last shout it. outs from you, Ant? Any anything you wanna, you know, plug, you know, anybody you yeah, wanna plug shout yourself. out the floor? Yeah, please, man. Plug, plug yourself. yourself. The floor is yours, plug your, hey, y'all go follow this guy, man. Let him get his plug on. Go ahead, man. I I, I love to support everybody, but if y'all can support me on my journey, um, on Twitch and YouTube where I do my live content at, and then um my just Twitter. I, I I can say all my social media, TikToks is where the need adjusters are at. But, you know, my Twitch and my YouTube, because I want companies to see that the Neo Justice is not going to, it's going to be around for a hot minute and we can build something great <laughs> with it. So, yeah, um, those I things. I think we got the name. We got the name of this episode, y'all. Yeah, that's pretty easy. Neo Justice for easy. sure. Neo Justice featuring Big Ant. 
Awesome, man. And thank you for hanging out again. And for, the, for our audio listeners, Ant's uh, socials will be plugged into the audio version description of this episode. Make sure you guys please check this guy out on his YouTube, his Twitch, TikTok. Check him out everywhere, okay? He's, he's everywhere doing everything, and this guy's amazing, man. Uh, thank you guys again for hanging out for episode 165, man. We're going to get up out of here, man. Uh, if you guys are in chat, hang around. We're going to play some video games as we typically do after the podcast. And we will catch you guys on the next one. See you later. Peace.